0: It's me. I'm Reese. I'm the mad guy. It's been, uh, it's been a minute. I like to call it my, it was my Christmas vacation that, that extended through January and February. Half of February. I guess if I get this uploaded within the next couple days. But I'm back. I'm planning on doing uh, some more, another... Another series of episodes. I think the last season was a pretty even uh, 12 eps. I'd say that with absolutely no recollection of how many there were. It might have been 11. In which case, that is one of the most uneven numbers you... Well, I don't know. It's got two ones. It's symmetric, I guess. 11. But it's certainly not an even number. So this is season two. Um, I want to talk, it's going to be exactly the same, you know, there aren't going to be many changes. Uh, I do want to transition to a YouTube-based platform, mainly because I got a green screen for Christmas. (laughs) Like I said, this is my Christmas vacation, so we got a lot to cover here. Um, I went to Mexico, Went went to Cancun with some friends. We tried to record an episode there, actually. Um, but the, the, the audio is really quiet. So we'll, I'm going to see if I can salvage that. So I won't spoil anything in this one about the Mexico, but there's some certain craziness. Craziness abounds in Mexico. Um, I did see a sign. See, this is my problem. I'm reading my notes. I'm reading my notes from like December 20th or something. Or maybe this, this must have been after, yeah, yeah, about probably December 20th. And uh, I, saw, I, was, I saw a sign that looked, it was like a Joe Biden campaign sign, right? Um, but it was after he won the election. And it said, Biden, like B-Y-E-D-O-N. And, you know, it's like, it was those big blue, like B-I-D.
1: Um, oh, wait, what was Biden's campaign sign? Well, whatever it was, this one was, it was trying to say like, goodbye, Biden, after he had won.
0: And I did not understand the connection. Like, was this person a Biden supporter and accidentally bought the wrong sign and put it in their yard? Because it looked like, from afar, it looks like it's just
1: a normal Biden campaign sign, right?
0: Or is this a Trump supporter that's trying to say... Well, Trump really won the election. So, uh, bye. But Biden, (laughs) it's just a clunky, I mean, just this week on retarded, uh, campaign, uh, signs. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated as I, as I run into more of those. Um, as I know this is everyone's favorite part of the show. All right. So I was playing tug of war with my dog, right? And, um, I kind of saw it in a different way for the first time ever, right? Like, You know, usually the way I'd always seen tug of war with a dog is that it's like a fight, right? For who can get the rope or the toy or whatever. Um, But it doesn't make a lot of sense because, right, the dog, if you win, understandably, the dog wants to come and get the toy back, right? But if the dog wins, they always, um, they want to restart the fight again you know they very my dog at least doesn't really revel in any sort of victory he goes like it's almost like he fucked up that the fight is over right so uh i was thinking like well what is this dog really trying to say here and uh one even when no one's around he just likes to chew on this thing and fuck it up anyway right and then when like i come into the room and i and we play tug of war right He has that same sort of, like, trying to fuck the toy up energy. You know, he's not fighting me for the toy. The dog is seeing our tug-of-war match as a collective, uh, like, working together to destroy this thing that he's been working to destroy by himself. So that just gave me a more charitable view of uh, of (laughs) tug-of-war between dogs and humans. It kind of makes you, it made made me a lot closer to my dog, I think. I was like, it's kind of like he's looking at you and you're like, yeah, Breece, like, yeah, let's fuck it up, boy. Yeah, 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 get it, get it, get it. You pull this way, I pull that way, like, fuck yeah, bro. Like, it it made his energy a lot more, like, kind of bro-ish, if you know what I mean. Rather than like, give me this shit, I want it, no, it's mine, not yours. That's like a selfish way to see your dog. But if he is really just like an excited pup that wants to uh, break this toy as efficiently as possible, and sees you as the most fun and efficient way to break the toy, I mean that's just all around great. Now I know I live in the south now, but uh, I think the wait. I went to a restaurant with a friend, and I think the waiters made sort of a <clears throat> sort of a faux pas if you will, a COVID faux pas. And, you know, we go into this diner, and there's about 10 empty booths and one booth with, like, a whole family sitting at it, right? And she walks by eight empty booths and puts us right next to the
1: to the family. Which one... All right, so... I guess it's
0: kind of a convention. It's nice for a waiter to take you to. Also, is it waiter or waitress? Like, to be as politically correct as possible. Because now that, you know, uh, now that it's confirmed, the the corruption amongst big tech and things like that, as the number one leading podcast of the alt-right, Ramblings of the Mad, mad Guy might not be around on uh, you know, normal conventions much longer. Because as you all know, I am the number one podcast of the alt-right. So I want to be as PC as possible to spread my hateful message through dog whistles and sort of like under... No, I'm just kidding. But if I were trying to be PC, what do waitress because there's a whole beef between it about the word actress right because it's kind of like saying like oh well an actress is less than i guess because it rhymes right an actress is less than an actor so like you call women who are (laughs) actors you call them actors not actresses right so is there a similar beef in the waitressing world or do they are they not as entitled um anyway so the waitress she brings us to the to the it says it's right next to a family in these booths, which to be honest, is kind of a faux pas, even in the normal times, right? Like even if it weren't COVID and we'd never even heard of a disease before, if there are eight empty booths and you're making me follow you to the one that you choose, how are you going to choose the one that's literally right next to other people? I just don't want to eat with these people. I came here to eat, you know, by myself or what's on Anyway, so I thought that was kind of a faux pas. Um I did uh, I, don't, uh, I did uh, pick up a hitchhiker. Yep. Addison from Rock Hill,
1: South Carolina. And you're really not. Speaking of COVID faux pas, you're not supposed to pick up a hitchhiker. Ever. Ever. And especially not when there's a you know, deadly pandemic.
0: Um, how deadly is it? Well, I did get it and only lost my smell. So to me, not deadly. But I didn't know that at that point. So I pick up this hitchhiker and basically he's not like a hitchhiker hitchhiker, he's not someone that hitchhikes for a living. Right? Doesn't doesn't uh get to and from like work like this, you know. It was a guy who was basically the middle of the night. He's not quite drunkly, but not not the most sober guy I've ever seen ambling along the highway right into probably one of the seediest neighborhoods around where I live.
1: And I didn't want to be racist, but this is, uh,
0: he was wearing vineyard vines. So uh, in a sense, I felt, one, a connection, because we were dressed the exact same way. Uh, and two, just I felt like he was going to get stabbed if he kept walking in the direction he was. So, you know, I'm, I'm worried about this guy, this kid, wandering into sort of a, a neighborhood that's not not known for shootings and stabbings. Um, wearing, you know, a little pink whale on his upper left breast pocket. So I'm stopped at a stoplight. I look over, I see this guy and I'm, I'm having all these thoughts, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like offer, I wasn't going to, you know, I kind of just felt remorse for the guy, for his situation. It was like, it's, it's raining, first of all, not hard, it's like drizzling. Um, and he's about to walk into something that he might not know. I don't know if he's from here. I don't know if, what, if he knows where he's going, all that sort of stuff, but I was just going to let him die. I wasn't going to like, you know, save him. And then he actually starts walking over to my window. 'Cause I'm stopped at a stop at there's a stoplight. And he's like, hey, 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 hey buddy, uh I'm like, me? I, I couldn't believe he was talking to me. I've never talked to someone on the sidewalk before. I don't think. Just like a random guy, right? And he's like, Man, can I can I pay you to can I pay you to to take me uh somewhere? <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? he's like he's like i was just out with my friends and and uh you know they left me and, and my phone's dead and uh like i don't know i need to get home man um can i pay can i uh, venmo you to, to drive me drop me off somewhere closer to home and i kind of like because pretty much because i just had
1: this whole like uh, thought process of like well this this kid is totally fucked
0: and I was already in the mindset of, like, feeling bad for him. I didn't just roll up the window and drive away, right? Um, I I was like, you know what? Yeah, man, hop
1: in the car. But, you know, I made him sit in the back seat. Uh, and I don't know if that was
0: wise to pick up a hit. Like, cause I Because I still – I had this feeling, right? You know, you just get,
1: like, a feeling about people. I had a feeling this was just kind of, like um, – just sort of like an ambling, harmless college kid or something. And it turns out he literally is a physical therapist
0: for old people. So, you know, that's about as harmless as it gets. In fact, he does sort of does some some good in this world, right? No one wants to be a physical therapist for old people. You know, even if you get into physical therapy, it's to treat like basketball players and like cool, you know? So anyway, so... Uh, I pick him up. I make him sit in the back seat. I resist every temptation to make a joke about like killing him, you know, like being, me being the one that's a serial killer. Um, whereas I'm really concerned that he is, you know, because the serial killers you never, you know, you hear about all these like uh, Ted Bundy types or whatever. I know he's not really like that attractive, but he did to some extent look like a normal guy. You know, some of them are like real cretins, like with just like. Black dots for eyes. They have no... Uh, uh, what is that? Colorful part surrounding the... Uh, the, eye. the retina? No, the retina? I don't know. Cornea? Who knows? This did not appear to be one of those guys, but he could have been a Ted Bundy type. So I just drove him home. And it was perfectly fine. And I uh, didn't get killed. Didn't even get COVID from him. I actually got COVID from Mexico. Much later. Months. Like a month later. So... You know, hitchhiking is uh, good. More people should uh, hitchhike. More people should pick up random hitchhikers. There's probably nothing that can go wrong, actually. Um, you know, tr- take my word for it. I, I've i done it. Uh, I picked up a hitchhiker and I didn't die. So, you know, I encourage all of my listeners to go forth into this world with that sort of mentality about hitchhiking. I can tell the coronavirus... The lockdown and stuff is driving me insane. And I can tell because, well, one, like I said, I got Corona. So I was on this big quarantine or whatever. And it was great because I was with my my good friend Jake. You know, he's been on the podcast multiple times. He's going to be back on it for sure. You know, he's kind of like my, my co-host here. Right. But uh, we had a great time. We watched Sopranos, played a lot of video games, did a lot of cooking. You know, that was fun. But then it's the real quarantine. It just that felt like a vacation because, you know, we, we, we didn't get sick. Um, he got a head cold for like two days. Um, but we both lost our smell, which was real. That was trippy. Um, losing your smell. It, but it's on, it's honestly the best possible way. The best way to get coronavirus is to just lose your smell for like two weeks because it comes back. I mean, I know some people it doesn't, Um, but if you have, if you're really a strong person, both physically and mentally, like me, if you're really like the the upper echelon of like um, athletic specimens on this planet, like yours truly, myself, Reese, uh,
1: then uh, losing your smell is the best way to go because one, you trip out for like a day, you go holy shit.
0: Um, What if I never get this back? Why can't I smell the food that I'm cooking, the weed that I'm smoking? Honestly, and that's not to expose myself, but that's how
1: we found out that we couldn't smell, obviously. But uh, once you realize that the world is like 1% different
0: without smell, like it's one of those things like you don't even notice that you can't smell until like something significant that you should be able to smell pops up. And even then it doesn't feel
1: like you've lost anything. You just go like, Oh, this is different. Right. And then now that I'm getting my smell back.
0: Well, one, I kind of had this romantic view at the beginning. I was like, okay, well eventually I I just got to operate under the assumption that my smell is going to come back at some point. So with that in mind, Let's make the most of this like period of time where I've lost one of my five senses, right? And, you know, some people lose two of them, um, like they lose taste and smell. And, and, and then <laughs> for, from Corona, I mean, not like, you know, people don't, can't see that sucks. That obviously sucks though. That's like very obvious that it would suck not to see. And then smell and taste, you kind of go like, well, yeah, that would suck, I guess.
1: But there are definite pros. You know, there aren't really bad sights there there are things that are shocking to look at and um things that you don't look at willingly perhaps but even when you do it doesn't
0: I guess maybe like extreme gore and violence but like look at the movies we watch and stuff like there's no, there isn't like a, a literal shock that goes through your head i don't think when you see something kind of um horrific like there is with smell and with taste, right? So I guess what I'm getting at, so <laughs> I lost my smell, couldn't smell anything. kind of had this idea that when I came back, when the smell came back, I would have this kind of like great euphoric couple days of like just going around and smelling the roses and smelling all, all the things that, that I hadn't been able to smell for X number of weeks or whatever. And that would make me really happy. But what you forget about when you can't smell is that there are bad smells as well. So, I basically have come to, in the, after like three weeks of not smelling, it's like, oh, uh, this sink smells like shit, right? And I've been living here and it, it, like, blissfully unaware of like the filth that I've been living in essentially. Uh, and it wasn't, it's not really filthy. I mean, it was. You know, you clean it quickly and then you don't smell it anymore. So I guess that is maybe what smell, maybe that is the benefit of smell actually like evolutionarily is like you can smell rotten things, right? Like if a fruit's going to get you sick as a caveman, you know? Um, So I get it. But I think in our modern world, we don't really need smell that much. I just don't think it's that necessary. It is a cool thing to smell good things when it comes back, but I'll say it gets balanced
1: out by the fact that you also have to smell bad things when you come back. Like there's a, there's a, a paper mill by my house, which actually has started to smell neutral.
0: But maybe that's just because my, someone pointed out, that's probably just because my smell hasn't completely come back yet. So I can't fully get the bad, terrible, it's a terrible stent. Not something I'm
1: looking forward to. Uh, how did I even start? What, what was this even about? Coronavirus. Something about getting coronavirus
0: and I lost my smell. Oh, the quarantine. Oh, it's driving me insane. Okay, right. So, um, you know, Jake and I have a little um, fun little two-week vacation, staycation after our vacation to Mexico <laughs> where we got the coronavirus. Then we come back. We quarantine in my little family's little kind of cabin out in the middle of the woods here and we don't see anyone
1: we play video games we have a grand old time right he leaves i'm still in the middle of the woods and i go i i I know for a fact that it's
0: that i've gone crazy because i'm i watched i've been watching anime and uh, don't get you know don't get uh Don't immediately turn off the podcast. Like, this is not going to become an anime thing. In fact, I have some
1: very um, scathing, not scathing, I just have some critiques of basically Japanese culture in general based on what I have, what this, it's just one show that I've been watching. I'm not even going to say the name because uh, I I just don't want to invite that sort of like, um,
0: mockery into my life, right? Like, you guys will just look it up. You'll see the, uh, like, the characters with the big round eyes and whatever. And, like, the it's, like, a cartoon. And I'm there were, so, like, I'm sure several characters with just comically
1: enormous tits, which is my first critique. Why Why are these shows so... They're, like, aggressively... Asexual, basically. Like, they, 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 at least
0: just the one that I watched. And there's a reason I watched it. I'll get around to that. There is a reason that I kept watching and eventually finished the entire show, right? Um, but just to, it, they're basically aggressively asexual. There's no, like,
1: real conversation of, like, sexuality or, like, not that there should be. Not that there should be. But then randomly, in the middle of an episode about
0: defeating a dragon to steal the fucking chocolate chip cookie off the top of some um, mountain on another planet, you know, it's all these crazy storylines.
1: They'll just toss in this chick with like quadruple L tits, you know what I mean? Not large, like as an L in multiple letters past... D in the alphabet. And it, sh- it just seems like, it just seems like that, like whenever those scenes pop up, it's like, oh, okay, this
0: was written by like a team of writers and some of them write these dope ass action scenes, which there are, you know, like once every 45 episodes, there's just like the coolest fight you've ever seen. It doesn't matter that it's animated. It's just a dope fight and just people fucking each other up dying they don't care you know, it looks like a kid's show or something because it's animated but like people are getting impaled through their dick and their heart and like that's not a romantic metaphor <laughs> like literally um but then in between there are these like you know it's like then there's um these episodes that kind of they call i guess they're like filler episodes where uh, i guess it's supposed to be character development but then usually that's where they plop one of those characters with the massive tits in, right? And, you know, this is just distracting. And it gives you the sense that there's just, like, some writer, some Japanese guy in a room somewhere, like, jerking off to this thing that he made the animators create. But just makes me feel uncomfortable. So, I don't know. The fact that that seems to be in, like, every anime that's, like, a trope or something, from what I can tell... Um, Suggests to me that it's perhaps a larger cultural issue where, like, things are aggressively asexual until you're, like, uh, jerking off to, like, some, uh, you know, monster with eight tentacles and four tits. And, uh, you know, and the character's name is, like, Mother (laughs) in the show. Um, so anyway, I don't know, but uh, that, that, that's that's one thing, and that's not my biggest critique. My biggest critique, I would say, is that just like b- they bludgeon you to death with the exposition, and with no attempt at subtlety. And when I say bludgeon, I don't mean it's like, oh, I'm not like saying like I'm a like, oh, like Americans are better writers or something than. Than Japanese people, or like American TV is like you know, oh, you show and you don't tell, and they just haven't figured that out yet. Like I don't believe that. Like they 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 show there are elements of like real story in at least the show that I was watching, right? But then they'll do like a thing, and like they'll do this great like little uh, bit of bit of story, you know, like the hero fights a battle and then realizes that like he needs his friends or something to help him win the battle. Um, and now he has to go find his father and it's going to be better because he has his friends, right? So, they'll show that through like some, you know, 20-minute like battle episode or something, which is dope. And then the narrator at the end of every episode, he does this thing. So, say that that was the, the, the plot, like there's an epic battle where the hero learns that you need your friends to win battles. And now they're going to go find their father with this knowledge. The narrator at the end of the episode will go... So the hero just learned that you need your friends to win these battles. Will they find his father in the next episode? It's like, yeah, I know. I just watched I just watched the whole episode. So why why spend It's basically like 2 minutes an episode, but which adds up. There're like 150 fucking episodes. So that's 300 minutes of me listening <laughs> to th- something I literally just watched. Which is annoying. So I don't... That that seems... That was remarkably consistent throughout the show. And probably more than 300 minutes. Because, like, uh, not only does the narrator sum up what just happened at the end of every episode, other characters serve as, like, just narrators. Where, like, something will happen in the show. And then another character will be like... So, like, like, say, like like a tiger just ate the the hero, right? And then the hero like, you know, was swallowed whole and like breaks out of the tiger with a sword or something. There will literally be a character that goes, that um, goes, "Oh my God, did the hero just get eaten by a tiger and then like rip out of his stomach with a sword? It's like, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, And you're in the show that I watched this happen on. So why are you asking that? Like, who is, who, unless, you know, maybe I was just watching a show for blind people. It could have just been a blind person TV show. And I didn't know that would really, the joke would really be on me. That were, I don't think that was the case, but if it were, that would make sense. That was how bad the exposition was. Um. You know, not to get all high and mighty, but like even when you are saying the word exposition feels like like elitist or something. I don't even know why, but it, it just so I'm I'm don't fear. I'm not turning into an anime guy, but I did watch 150 episodes of anime during quarantine, which is to prove my point that I'm going insane. Um, we've run out of things to do. <laughs> um, you know, quarantine was cool. I will go out. I will be the only guy that I know that says quarantine was fun for about two weeks, maximum, maximum. And every day after that has been the whittling away of our interests and our, our lives, you know? Um, and that's, you know, we do the best we can. We do the best we can. But I feel really bad for people that have been taking quarantine seriously the whole time. Well, you couldn't. You would die. I think you would die of antisocial. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. I, this would be interesting to know. Like, how seriously are you guys taking this? Like, you know, if you're taking it 100% every single thing that the WHO says or whatever, then what would that look like? Would that, that would be what? Staying in our houses as much as possible. Going out only for the necessities. Like wearing a mask is easy. That is the easiest thing. Um, you're not going to not get COVID if you wear a mask everywhere. There are other things you have to do. So I believe that like everyone's wearing a mask and it seems that way. But like what, what would be expected of us? And is it feasible to keep that up for two years? Because I got to expect that this is not going to be over. I mean, one, I think elements of this will never be over. Um, I think they're going to want us wearing masks indefinitely. Um, that's not like a conspiracy theory, but the logic will be like, just why not? Or, big, or if you want to think about it um, sort of in an anti-capitalist way. Uh, big mask is not going to let itself die. <laughs>
1: they're going to have, they're going to spend billions on, uh, on, uh, what is it called? Uh, lobbyists, big mask to, uh, you know, keep the mask orders in place. Um,
0: I, I don't know. I mean, can we go back to a normal world after this?
1: After we've been, like, we just, we added a whole thing. When was the last time, like, an accessory was added? And I'm not talking, like, went in and out of fashion, right? Like,
0: like a scarf, uh, you know, was a scarf forever. You know, uh, like, maybe, say, whenever the scarf was invented, that was the last time, like, an accessory was added. Maybe the ascot, that seems older than a scarf, though, Honestly, A tie, these types of things, right? A watch even, but that's even more like a
1: technological thing. A watch I consider more closely to like a phone in that sense, right? But when was the last time? Like when did like a hat, we've known about hats since I mean Jesus, were they wearing yarmulkes in the in the old testament, you know? Maybe. Maybe we've had hats for that long. So this thing I so in that so
0: the world is not going back. I think masks are going to be around for longer than I would like them to. I'm not going to wear them the second that we don't have to.
1: Cuz I'm sick of them. And uh, and I don't mean don't have to like like in the governmental way where it's like, oh,
0: stores aren't legally required to make you put on a mask in order to like have customers in the store, right? I mean, when I don't get looked at like a utter piece of horse shit if I'm not wearing one, which thankfully is already kind of happening in South Carolina. Uh, and I do, I still wear them everywhere, but you know, every now and again, you just go out and you forget, you just forget to bring a mask, and you just you kind of run in and you put your, you put your uh, shirt over your nose,
1: buy your pack of gum, run out. Right? that's becoming less taboo here which i'm for to be honest
0: i'm not a covid denier i know that people die it's a terrible deadly disease
1: um and i want it to stop i just want it to be over but i think like how could it be getting worse i don't under like if the vaccine is out even if it's not being spread quickly enough, like even if there aren't enough vaccines, even if there,
0: um, that would still be an improvement, right? I mean, like, even if there was just one vaccine, like only one person could get it, um, which is just obviously false. Millions of people um, have it and are getting it. But even if there was just one, that would be like one more person that can't get COVID, right? Like, St- like factually this thing has to be getting better i think i mean someone please text me and, and call me an idiot
1: you know um comment i'm gonna put this one on youtube i think it's not gonna have a video uh, i don't know next one's gonna be on youtube um uh, but uh spotify needs to do comments you know P- people were t- uh people who were
0: saying and I thought this was total horseshit when like Joe Rogan went to Spotify and shit they were like oh uh this is so this is such ass cuz you know the comments are my favorite
1: part <laughs> it's like well you that you've just revealed your I don't want to say like idiocy because you know I'm not saying like you have to be smart to watch Rogan
0: um but in fact, actually, we can go the other way. Say you have to be, like, dumb to watch
1: Rogan. Which I don't think is true either. But say you did. You'd have to be a lot fucking dumber just to go and read the comments.
0: <laughs> like, the comments are easily the worst part of the thing. But then I was watching the one on Elon Musk on Spotify. and I was like, there are no comments here. This sucks. Because there are always, like, lulls in the con- That's what the comments are good for. When there's, like, a lull, a natural lull in a conversation kind of
1: shift your attention to like what the people think of this thing um and as stated the the dumb people which is even funnier most of the time uh, anyway i have been really rambling
0: i've been rambling like a mad guy <laughs> um this one is gonna
1: be over holy shit 35 minutes see